Welcome to The Sugar Show, an inspirational podcast for savvy body sugaring professionals and those who are curious and want to learn to sugar. Have you felt alone on this journey of learning to sugar? Did you feel like you didn't learn enough in your company certification class and are hungry for more? Are you craving more ideas on how to grow your business or what the latest products are you can use on your clients along with sugaring? Here's your host and guide for all things sweet, Shannon, the sugar mama. She's an esthetician, author, speaker, mom, sugar biz owner, and most importantly, a sugar professional, just like you. She helps estheticians all over the world not only learn to sugar, but to build their skills and confidence so they can not only set themselves apart, but provide the most amazing experience for their clients. In each sugar show, you are going to get help and inspiration, not only from Shannon, but from her very favorite colleagues who are doing amazing things that you should know about. This is The Sugar Show. Hello and welcome back. This is Shannon, your sugar mama, as you know, and today I am honored. She's going to blush, but I am honored to bring to you Marag Curran. Hi, Marag. Hello, Shannon. Lovely to be here. Yay. Canada and the U.S. together again. Yes, yes. Marag is actually sitting in Saskatchewan, Canada. Yes, Saskatchewan, way north of Montana and North Dakota. So we do have sunshine here, but we are close enough to the U.S. border and we spend a lot of time doing a lot of work with the U.S. and a lot of teaching in the U.S. as well. I love it. Let's talk about that. Since she physically teaches all over the world in 14 countries, she has 12 educators in seven languages Unbelievable what you've put together, Marag. And she also has an online presence as well. So talk a little bit about how that came to life. You know, I started way back in 2007. I was working with Chris Campbell, who you know works yes. as Helen Hush. We used to work at a skincare lab together in Arizona. And I was doing more on the training side, Chris was more on the sales side, but then I started getting lots of inquiries from estheticians and they were wanting to know what ingredients and products could be used on people going through chemotherapy and radiation therapy. And so this kind of kick-started why I started to do research and I found that there was nothing out there for estheticians. Um, what I was finding out that was estheticians, no, don't touch them, it's contraindicated. If somebody's got cancer, don't even go there. And then I landed up finding out that there was a training with the oncology massage training. And I went to that training. It was at one of the hospitals in Arizona. And I landed up speaking to um, some of the, you know, my who was my educator at the time and a couple of people in the class. And I'm like, why are you guys doing massage therapy on people going through chemo and radiation and we can't do aesthetics? And they said, well, I don't know. We don't know why you've been taught that. And a lot of it is because of the myth there are quite a few myths out there. The one myth is that massage can spread cancer. That has been disputed. And it, you know what? Throw that thinking out because it's so outdated. So if anybody ever tells you not to touch somebody with cancer because you're going to spread the cancer, throw it out. 
That doesn't happen because what's happening with cancer is there's a mutation in the DNA. So if somebody is going to try and argue the fact with you, try and explain how a nice, kind, gentle massage is actually going to affect the DNA. So that's the enough. The second thing is that there are still cultures out there that believe that cancer is contagious. And so they won't go to a spa or a salon if they know that other cancer survivors are going there because they think that they will get cancer from them. Those two, especially the massage therapy one, because that is a very strong one on why our industry has told us not to touch people uh, in the past. And honestly, these people need it more than anyone. And it doesn't mean just people with cancer. You know that there are other diseases, there's multiple sclerosis, there's lupus, there's scleroderma, rheumatoid arthritis. All these people are also being treated with chemotherapy drugs. So they're going to experience the same side effects that you will learn from me or from anybody going through cancer treatment. So you need to know what these drugs do to the body so that you can modify the services that you offer. And even if it's just sugaring, or if it's waxing or both, or even facials, manicures, pedicures, massage therapy, anything, modify it and you're doing that because of the safety of the client. So this is how you came to coin the term oncology aesthetics. Yes. So when I started, like I said, in 2007, we started teaching in 2008 in the United States. And when um, I had contacted Allered Media, which is the owner of Skin Ink magazine, mm-hmm. and I put a proposal together for them to do a textbook on oncology aesthetics. And when I was working with the editors, my one editor and I were playing with names for the book, which ultimately became the name of the trainings. And so I said to her, you know, we're dealing with oncology, and this is a medical a medical terminology and it's a disease but then we're estheticians and we are doing aesthetics now in the u.s the word aesthetics is spelled with an e and our book has stuck with the e because there was an american published book but for me on a global standpoint it should be oncology aesthetics with an a in front of it because what are we doing as estheticians We are helping them relax. So our services, they come to us for relaxation. They come to us for symptom relief. And when I'm referring to symptom relief, if you are a therapist that works with massage therapy, for example, there are lots of clinical studies to show that you can help with pain, nausea, vomiting, insomnia, all these kind of things. So symptom relief is one of them. You are dealing with the psychological comfort. Why does somebody come to us for besides relaxing and symptom relief? They're coming to be touched. It's a safe touch. Going through cancer treatment is invasive. And what we're trying to offer them is something that's non-invasive. We are thrown into the role of being listeners. People come and pour their hearts out to us. Whether we're a cosmetologist or an esthetician, sometimes you've got that client just sharing their life history with you. So there's a psychological comfort of why they come to us as well. So touch and also listening. And the third, uh, the fourth one, which is the most important one, appearance recovery. And I call it appearance recovery. But why is somebody coming to you for hair removal? Is it vanity? Is it just that they don't like the hair? Again, it's for their appearance at the end of the day. So 
Oncology aesthetics with an A is a more global term. Aesthetic medicine doctors use the word AE in the term aesthetics. And aesthetics is all about the appearance of a person. And so what we're doing as aestheticians is mostly helping people with the four things that I have mentioned. But with, when it comes down to sugaring and to waxing, it's definitely helping a person with their appearance. Oh, thank you for that explanation. I think some people wonder if they should use the A or the E. And I love that you've really kind of cleared that up for you and what, why you use the A versus the yeah. E. Well, the French use E. The French, in, in the French language, it's an E, but anywhere else in the world when you're dealing with aesthetics, and aesthetics also covers that medical side of Botox, injectables, and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Aesthetics, appearance. So we're helping people with their appearance and all the other issues when they're going through cancer treatment. A and A, aesthetics, appearance. I love that. Yeah. I wanted to share with the audience how you and I met and how I kind of came to you. I uh, was talking with Chris Campbell. We mentioned her earlier with Hale and Hush. Love her. As my audience knows, I adore her. And we were talking about whether or not you could sugar on people that have compromised skin, health challenge skin. And she said, well, you need to talk to the best. And that's Mirag. And you and I had this beautiful conversation about whether or not you could sugar someone who is going through treatment or after treatment. So talk a little bit about why I've kind of sold you on why you like sugaring now as a form of hair removal for those with compromised skin. Well, I think it's really important um, to understand why at first we were kind of hesitant to promote any kind of hair removal services because understanding that the hair is being pulled through the hair follicle and causing inflammation and then you have to look at that person that's going through cancer treatment and it has to be very specific what cancer treatment they're going through. For example, if somebody's just had a surgery followed by radiation, that's usually a localized area. So if somebody wants to have sugaring done to an area of the body that's nowhere near the area of surgical radiation, then as long as there's no other you know, exacerbating circumstances or medications that cause an issue, sugaring is no problem. The problem comes in when you start to deal with somebody who's immune compromised and maybe it's through chemotherapy, maybe it's a combination of chemo and radiation. But you have explained to me in such a wonderful way that if the technique is right, and so technique does sometimes come with experience, but sometimes the technique is having a good instructor that explains to you how you actually do this with minimal harm to the person. For sure. And you know, whilst chemotherapy also does cause hair loss, that doesn't mean all chemo drugs cause hair loss. Sometimes it's just, just hair thinning in that. So people still can have hair during chemotherapy, but their body may be more sensitive. They, might, they may feel pain more. So how is it that these estheticians that are specialists in sugaring, how can they make it just a comfortable service that's also safe for somebody going to treatment? So I think the technique is really, really important. And also understanding that sugaring doesn't have that heat that a lot of the uh, some of the waxes and that have so there's definitely a one-up on sugaring against um, waxing when it comes to actually removing hair and like i say done properly it can absolutely be done the therapist does need to understand long-term side effects and also needs to educate the client on long-term side effects as well 
Absolutely. It's really important that you don't just watch something on YouTube. You don't just ask a friend. You don't just read a thread on Facebook and say, oh, I've got this. You know, I understand cancer when it comes to my patients. Like this is a huge topic. I mean, Marag could teach for a week and still not cover everything. So yeah. it's really, really critical that you, the audience, starts to wrap your arms around if someone checks on the box on your consultation form that they have had cancer, they are going through treatment, they have had lupus or anything else that compromises the skin. Do you truly know what to do with that skin? Please do not fake it. Yeah. You know what? It's really important that I think the estheticians that are, you know, part of your sugar tribe and people that really specialize um, in hair removal, I think that it's a wonderful service and I think it can be a very, very uh, lucrative service uh, to, do, to, to do sugaring. But you know what? It could be even more lucrative if the therapist understands these compromised skins from medications and stuff because people also talk to each other. So your client with cancer or a history of cancer, if you talk to her intelligently and you know what you're talking about and she gets that you know what you're talking about, she will refer other people to you. So I think it's really important to sound intelligent, but to be intelligent about to it. Be, to be, I'm going to get a shirt for us, Marag, that says be intelligent. Yeah. <laughs> and with now resources, because you teach all over the world. You teach here in the U.S. It's, it's kind of few and far between that we get you live, uh, but you do have an online course now so that you can reach even more people because all of us know someone, have a client who's come in, have been affected personally by any sort of health challenge that we're talking about, cancer, lupus, again, any one of these, these um, ailments and you need to be educated. You need to spread the education properly. And that's what we teach in our courses. Hummerag is proper education, proper technique. Yes. And so I love that we're able to kind of open the door to this and say, Hey, if you're going to be removing hair, which these people do desperately want, um, even though they've lost hair when it comes back, sometimes depending on what medications are taken, it comes back with a vengeance. And do you know how to treat them? And so with your guidance, uh, we'll be able to all be intelligent. I'm going to make a shirt that says that. Be intelligent and really guide them and us to a, a better place so that we can work on them aesthetically. Yes. And I love that you really enjoy the, the knowledge that sugaring is natural. It does, you know, produce less heat with the proper technique and a light touch. We can work on these people and the joy and the look on their faces when you can provide the proper aesthetic treatment for them talk a little bit about what you have seen. I mean, I know that you have seen, you've heard thousands of stories or experienced, you know, hundreds of personal testimonials on people that you have touched. Talk about what that feels like to be able to work on someone properly and just the joy that you've experienced. You know, that's an interesting question. 
because I have stepped out of doing regular aesthetic services. And at one point, my thought was, I'm not interested in people that are coming to me for, you know, you're 27 years old, and this is not being offensive to anybody that's 20, 21 years old, 27, but if somebody's worried about a wrinkle on their face, and then I'm dealing with somebody who's basically been told that they're terminally ill, it's, you can't even compare it. it, it it's like apples and oranges. I mean, yeah. You have to have empathy and compassion. You actually have to love working with people that find it rewarding to come to you. And if you don't have the empathy, you're not going to understand that they might be feeling really awful. But you know what's the most important thing here is the psychological understanding of what they're going through. Yeah. Because they may not tell you what they're going through. Yeah. So understanding how to talk to them and how to appreciate them um, you don't know how they feel, so you can't tell them, well, I know how you feel. No, you don't know how they feel. Even if you have been a cancer survivor, you will never understand how somebody else is truly feeling. And I think I'm going to leave you with one last, quest, uh, one last quote here at the, end, uh, at the end of this thing, is you always ask a person how they're actually feeling on the day. How are you today? And get a response from them and then run with it. So even if they just walked into your door to have a service with you, look them in the eyes and actually mean it sincerely and say, how are you today? And I'll tell you what, some, some people might just say, I'm fine. But there are going to be others that are going to just outpour how they're actually feeling that day. But just remember, never tell them, uh, I know how you're feeling. You don't. I love that advice. I love thinking about when someone walks into your treatment room and they've, you know, they've shared with you that they have cancer to look them and, and maybe just even put your hand on their arm and just lightly say, how are you today? Exactly. And treat them like humans, like humans that are going through a little something because we're all going through a little something and you are there in that moment, whether you're just sugaring their eyebrows or or doing a, a light facial on them, you know, this is really about them. And thank you, Mareg, for, for that. I'm kind of having a moment. <laughs> yeah, just place the emphasis, place the emphasis on you because, and you were asking me about some feedback um, from these people. Sometimes just asking them about them, like how are you today can trigger off a lot of emotions in them and even get a person to the point of crying because somebody's actually asking them how they're feeling that day. Yeah. So be prepared, you know, and th this is a, another avenue of what, what we talk about from the psychological aspect. Um, as therapists, you know, some people say we've got to be all stoic and we need to not cry and we need to be, you know, the professional in the moment. And I'm sorry, I, I do agree with that, but I also think we're human. Mm -hmm. And I think, um, I think that there is kind of a fine line between hugging the client in that and it, is it really appropriate not? I think it's okay. I really do because we are human, they're human. Uh, and if we have empathy and if it's done in a professional way without just being all stoic in that, I think it's perfectly acceptable. But just it's really important to make the focus on the person. Yeah. And to really know that because you have gained this knowledge, because you have taken the proper training, because you got this, to let them know, you know what? I got this. I've got you. Go ahead and 
have a moment with me and we'll make sure that your brows are beautiful or we'll make sure that, you know, your legs are, are nice and smooth and I got you and give them the confidence that, that you really know what they need. Yeah. And because you are intelligent, because you have filled your cup with the wisdom that Mariah could share with you, really you're able to give them the confidence that they're in safe hands with you. Yeah, and that's really important is being confident in your approach. You know, um, you, you, if you feel that you don't have the confidence to say that, then it, I promise you they'll notice it. It's just like your own body language. I mean, if somebody takes, um, for example, a wig off their head because it's hot and you suddenly get the shock look on your face and you're oh my gosh, I'm telling you, they're going to notice it. Yeah. So the more experience you can get with working with people with health challenges um, and the more confidence you have in the knowledge, um, and sometimes it takes a while. And you know what? There's nothing wrong with saying, I, you know what? I'm sorry. I wasn't expecting you to take your wig off and I'm not used to seeing that. Be upfront and be open with them. Don't ignore that situation. By ignoring things, it leaves the air very uncomfortable. Yeah. They need to know that you are their safe place. Yes, for sure. For sure. So we're going to wrap this up, this podcast, but I will tell the audience that if they go into the sugar tribe, you and I have created a course. Well, it's really you I'm, I'm facilitating, but you and I have created a course for sugar pros, really introducing sugaring and oncology aesthetics and where the next step is for you. So if you're listening to this and you're like, yes, I really want to learn more, you can jump into the Sugar Tribe and we will be, there is a class in there about how to use sugar in your practice for folks that are dealing with this. And then as well, Marag has launched her new course, which is called... Oncology Aesthetics. Remember the term. And then yeah. can we sugar or wax or can we sugar and wax? So again, it's very specialized for people that specialize in sugaring and waxing. And um, it talks about a lot of these side effects that you can encounter, particularly with your clients with chemo, but of course it covers surgery and radiation as well. And it's very specific to the services you offer. So it's going to really benefit you um, especially when you're offering services to clients. Because you don't want to refuse a person. You know what? That's money for you at the end of the day. You don't want to just turn around and say, oh, well, you got cancer. Sorry, can't deal with you. You absolutely can. You've got to know how to approach it and do it properly. Absolutely. So that is a deep dive for those of you. And for those of you who are listening and kind of wondering if you should sugar, but you actually wax, it's okay. We love you too. Uh, the course is for you as well. And it really is, I mean, you're going to have to watch it over and over again to really soak in the knowledge and refer back to the class because there's so much to know, but don't be intimidated because with that knowledge, you will really be able to bring it back and become that safe place for your clients, which is what we're after. So Marag, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. I look forward to having our audience watch the sugaring and Oncology Aesthetics Masterclass that is inside the Sugar Tribe, and then also to be a part of your online course as well. And they can find all of those links in the show notes. Thank you so much, Marag, and stay warm up there in Canada. I will. Thank you. Have a lovely day.
Hello, beauty professionals and sugar professionals. This is Shannon, your sugar mama. I am really, really proud of this community and how hard everyone works all the time. And I want you to all know that there are so, there's so much education out there for all of you. And if you're kind of on the fence, you're not sure if you want a sugar, um, you want to just kind of see what the sugar thing is all about. We have a free Facebook group. We also, if you're ready to start sugaring, we have our basic certification course. And if you're an advanced sugar pro and you really got it all down, just need help with your business, maybe your technique, maybe some ideas, maybe some encouragement, we have the sugar tribe for you as well. So check any of the links in our show notes. They're pretty specific on all of the things that we have to offer as well. You can always go to our website, love the number two and sugar.com. Everything you need to know is there from podcast episodes to a directory of sugaring professionals to information, advanced knowledge library. There's so much on there. So I look forward to meeting you at some point in the future. But until then, here are all the things that you can do to get yourself involved with sugar. <laughs>